The Story of Disco. In association with tracksofmylife.com, the perfect gift for every occasion, my name is Keith Graham, and this is The Story of Disco, Part 2. Here's a useful thing to know. The word disco originates from the French word discothèque, which means record library. And there are three definitions of the word, a type of music, a type of dance, or a type of venue. This week, we're dealing with the music. Last week, we heard the very beginnings of disco, both in the States and here in the UK. This week, we'll be hearing from more soul greats who made the transition from soul to disco, including Edwin Starr. The song which began Starr's career was Agent 00 Soul in 1965 and it was a take-off on the popular James Bond movies of the time. Other earlier hits include Headline News, Backstreet and the popular SOS Stopper on Sight.
By the 70s, Starr had joined the well-established disco boom and reappeared in the charts with his disco hit Eye to Eye Contact, which reached number 6 in the UK during 1979. On April the 2nd, 2003, at the age of 61, Edwin suffered a heart attack and died in his home in Nottingham.
2013, little Stevie Wonder had a major hit, Fingertip Part 2, which prompts the question, whatever happened to Part 1? By the mid-60s, dropping the little from his moniker, Wonder went on to have a string of other hits, including Uptight, Everything Is Alright. was released in September 1976. Sprawling in style, it is regarded by many as Wonder's crowning achievement and one of the most recognisable and accomplished albums in pop music history. Two tracks became number one hits, I Wish and this one, Sir Duke. Right. 
Cold in ancient nights, you zone. You're the cold maze, say one prison cold in ancient nights, you zone. Alright! Adriano's Celentano's 1973 track, Prison Colin and Samancusol, was rap before there was rap. Disco before there was disco. Italo before there was Italo. Whatever Italo is. We're the same in the shoes and I will hold the scene in a whole red maybe get the color boss time. He was known in his home country, Italy, as a singer, songwriter, comedian, actor, film director and TV host. He sold over 220 million records worldwide. Still never heard of him? We're the same in the shoes and I will hold the scene in a whole red maybe get the color boss time. Well, it's the same way you look on me, Steen. You know, if it's all another judge, you got David's a sham. You're the cover, not choose, not buy, but not sell, hope, hope, but just get along the cover, no time. Oh, but if it's a stand, I'll light the shoes, you got my man. You've a custom, the man's called the Raider Girls. Oh, Saturday. Go so go with me. 
Hamilton Bohannon was hired by Stevie Wonder to be the drummer in his touring band. He moved to Detroit in 1965 and was employed by Motown as band leader and arranger for many of the label's top acts. When Motown moved from Detroit in 1972, he stayed behind to form his own band. Here he is with Disco Stop, which reached the UK charts at number six in 1975. Thank you. 
Welcome back, we've been waiting for you. The Commodores are best known for their ballads, such as Easy and Three Times a Lady, but for the most part the group mainly recorded funky-driven dance floor hits, which included Brick House, Say Yeah, Fancy Dancer and Too Hot to Trot. The Commodores originally called themselves the Jays, but had to change the name because of the similarity to the OJs. Due to a new name, band member William King opened a dictionary and randomly picked a word. We looked out, he remarked with a laugh when telling this story to People Weekly magazine. We almost became the Commodes. Machine Gun is the instrumental title track from the band's debut album and became a staple at American sporting events. Casey and the Sunshine Band took the name from Harry Casey's last name, Casey, and the Sunshine Band from Casey's home state of Florida, the Sunshine States. This two songs, Blow Your Whistle, September 73, and Sound Your Funky Horn, February 74, were released as singles and did well enough on the US R&B charts and overseas that made Casey now wanting to follow up a single and an LP. However, whilst working on demos for the Sunshine Band, George McRae's Rock Your Baby was created, featuring Smith on guitar, and became a number one in 51 countries in mid-1974, selling 11 million copies worldwide. The band's Queen of Clubs, which featured uncredited vocals by McRae, was a hit in the UK, peaking at number seven, and they went on tour in England in 1975, off that success. 
Tony Taylor was born in Arkansas. His singing was strikingly close to that of Sam Cooke, and he was hired to take Cooke's place in the gospel group The Soul Stirrers in 1957. A few years later, after Cook had established his independent SAR records, Taylor signed on and recorded Rome Wasn't Built in a Day in 1962. However, SAR records quickly became defunct after Cook's death in 1964. In 1966, Taylor moved to Stax Records, where he was dubbed the Philosopher of Soul. During his tenure at Stax, he had over a dozen chart successes, such as Jody's Got Your Girl and Gone, uh, Cheaper to Keeper, and record producer Don Davis' penned I Believe in You, which reached number one. Taylor, along with Isaac Hayes and the Staple Singers, was one of the label's flagship artists. After Stax folded in the mid-1970s, Taylor switched to Columbia Records, where he made his best-known hit, Disco Lady in 1976. Shake it up, shake it down.
This brings us, rather appropriately, to more Disco Divas. LaBelle was originally formed as the Odettes in 1960 by lead singer Patti LaBelle. They eventually changed the name to the Bluebells in 1962 after signing their first recording contract. They became known for performing renditions of pop standards such as Over the Rainbow and You'll Never Walk Alone. The group altered their image at least twice in the 70s and changed the name to LaBelle, performing rock-meshed soul and gospel singing harmonies under a pro-feminist approach and famously opening for The Who. That's not Doctor Who. In 1973, the group adopted a more flamboyant image and music that melded disco, funk and glam rock. The group is most notable for the proto-disco funk classic Lady Marmalade and their outlandish space-age costumes and brash incorporations of rock and roll. An early disco hit, the song is most famous for its sexually suggestive chorus. Suggestive! <laughs> Oh, 
Natalie Cole was born in Los Angeles, the daughter of noted crooner Nat King Cole and former Duke Ellington orchestra singer Maria Hawkins Ellington Cole. By the time she graduated from college, Cole had already begun her singing career. During her college years, she fell victim to the ravages of drugs, mainly heroin, and while she was travelling back from a performance in Canada, she was arrested for heroin possession. It was during this time that she met Chuck Jackson and Marvin Yancey at a nightclub called Mr Kelly's. This partnership produced such hits as Inseparable, Sophisticated Lady and Mr Melody, and a brilliant 1975 debut single, This Will Be. Yes, he's still about. And Bernard Edwards met in 1970 as fellow session musicians working around the New York City circuit. They formed a rock band called The Boys and later The Apple Band, playing numerous gigs around New York City. But despite interest in their demos, they couldn't get a recording contract, possibly in part because music companies of the time didn't believe that black artists could create sellable rock music. 
1977, Edwards and Rogers had former Bell and Ecstasy Passion and Pain drummer Tony Thompson join the band, performing as a trio, doing covers at various gigs. Needing a singer to become a full band, they engaged Norma Jean Wright under an agreement that she wanted to have a dual career between the band and her solo career. They created a demo disc which included the tracks Dance Dance Dance, Yowza Yowza Yowza, and Everybody Dance, which sent the renamed Chic out on the road as a supporter. formed in 1972 and consisted of, surprisingly enough, four sisters. Kim Sledge, Debbie Sledge, Joni Sledge and Kathy Sledge. Must have been great in the house when it snowed. Sister Sledge were born and raised in North Philadelphia and began singing in local Philadelphia churches. They were discovered by Charles Simons and entered the UK singles chart in 1975 with Mama Never Told Me. Their career went into decline before it revived under the production skills of Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards of Chic. This association gave them their greatest success 
the popular disco anthem, He's the Greatest Dancer, and this one, We Are Family. Welcome back to the story of disco with me, Keith Graham. I feel guilty now. During show one, I glibly announced that disco was one of the great musical movements of the mid-1970s until, that is, Saturday Night Fever effectively turned it into a parody of itself. Remember? Actually, there was some good music in the movie, but strangely enough, you never hear them today. Come to think about it, you didn't hear them back in the clubs then either. Here are two tracks that I doubt you've ever heard of, unless, of course, you're a fan of Saturday Night Fever.
Enough of that. Here's what was played in the discos, pubs and clubs of the time. It was the mid-1970s onwards that Hot Chocolate became a big success. The band was formed by Errol Brown in the late 60s and were chart regulars throughout the 70s and 80s. They had at least one hit every year between 1970 and 1984. A combination of high production standards, the growing confidence of the main songwriting team of Wilson and Brown and tight harmonies enabled them to secure further big hits like Everyone's a Winner and this one, You Sexy Thing, released in 1975. I believe in miracles was a German band formed in Munich by producers and songwriters Sylvester LeBay and Michael Kunz, Silver being LeBay's nickname. Using female session vocalists for their first recordings, 
they scored a successful single in the UK in 1970 song with the song Save Me. Uh, they were only a studio group and realised that they'd have to find professional entertainers for presentation to the public. So they recruited vocalist Linda Thompson and Ramona Wolfe. The first production was a minor successful single named, ironically, There Is Always Another Girl. As for the convention, they scored two major US hit singles, including Fly, Robin Fly. Initially, the song was titled Run Rabbit Run, but changed by the writers moments before the recording took place. There were only six distinct words, Fly, Robin, Up, To, The, Sky but somehow managed to win the group a Grammy Award for the best R&B instrumental performance. That's right! The next success was Get Up and Boogie, which also consisted of only six distinct words, and that was in 1976.
1975, Vicky Sue Robinson was providing vocals at a New York recording session for the album Many Sunny Places by Scott Fagan, a singer she performed with in Greenwich Village clubs. Warren Schultz, a producer-engineer affiliated with RCA, was struck by Robinson's voice and saw her potential as a disco-orientated artist. Schultz invited Robinson to cut some demos, including a remake of the Foundation's Baby, Now That I've Found You, which became Robinson's first solo release. Despite the track's failure, RCA greenlit Schultz producing Robinson's debut album, Never Gonna Let You Go. The title cut, a Schultz original, became a number 10 disco hit, but another album track, Turn the Beat Around, began to build buzz and was fittingly released as a single topping the disco charts in Bob Crew and some Monty Rock the Third, Disco Tex and the Sexolettes albums include a self-titled release and Manhattan Millionaire. The group was name-checked by Elvis Costello in the song Invasion Hit Parade and the Pet Shop Boys in their song Electricity. It also featured in two episodes of The Simpsons, their biggest hits, 
was 1975's Get Dancing. Dance. 
I've mentioned before that disco mixed a little funk and some pretty impressive orchestrals and was responsible for some of the best and sexiest dance music ever made. Well, they also sometimes, ooh, shall we say, borrowed tunes from a different era, then added that little bit of funk. For example, this is Jimmy Dorsey and his orchestra from 1942. Tangerine. Then in 1962, Sinatra had a go. With her eyes of night and lips as bright as flame. The Southwell Orchestra consisted of most of the original members of Philadelphia International's MFSB who had moved on to Southwell as a result of a disagreement with producers Kenny Gamble and Leon Hoff over finances. In 1976, they came up with their own version of Tangerine.
Here's more great examples of borrowed tunes from earlier eras. Sometimes the world is a valley of heartaches and tears And in the hustle and bustle no sunshine appears But you and I have our love always there to remind us There is a way we can leave all the shadows behind us
That was Tram's version of the 1934 popular song Zing Went the Strings of My Heart. And before that, Al Martino with Valare. Not so much a reworking, more of a remixing.
feel more great orchestral disco tracks. Look at them as a bonus. Uh, David Shire with Manhattan Skyline. That's the second track from David in this show. We heard him with Night on Disco Mountain earlier. Uh, before that, it was Barry White's Love Unlimited Orchestra with Love's theme. We'll be hearing more about orchestral disco, including the influence Bidu had on the genre, during another story of disco. In the meantime, here's a great track to end the show. Yarbra peoples, don't stop the music. Listening to part two of the story of disco in association with tracksofmylife.com. In the next show, we'll be checking out the other sorts of music that was played in the UK discos of the time. Lots to boogie to, so check your favourite radio station schedule for the next show. Remember, if you're driving home tonight, keep the shiny side up and the slippy side down.
Included this show was produced, compiled and presented by Keith Graham. Copyright tracksofmylife.com 2014.